Hello everyone, I'm Eric D'Souza, and you're listening to Crime Writers of Canada's podcast, where we discuss all things crime fiction with authors from coast to coast. Today joining me is Alice Vienna. How are you today, Alice? Doing really well, Eric. Thank you. So Alice is a Canadian crime writer from Calgary and the author of the Georgia Knight Mystery Series. She's been nominated three times for an award of excellence, and recently her book, Night in the Museum, was chosen as a province-wide winner of this year's Alberta Author Project Contest. With a Bachelor's of Science degree in Geology, Alice spent her early career conducting field exploration programs in remote regions of Canada, where she honed her passion for reading, storytelling, coffee, and adventure. After riding the energy industry roller coaster for 30 years, Alice is now a full-time author. Um, let's play a game, Alice. Let's pretend that not everybody's read all your books. Uh, right. Could you tell us a little bit about Georgia Knight? Sure, I'd love to. Yeah, so um, Georgia Knight is, uh, when, I, when I started the series uh, with book one, she's uh, approaching 40 years of age, and um, she is a forensic lab analyst and she's living a pretty um quiet life i guess working as a lab analyst uh she had a pretty rough uh childhood growing up and there's been some tragedy in her life so you know she's working hard i i i consider her to be sort of this ordinary everyday woman you know trying to make her way in life the best way she can and um <clears throat> her world's turned upside down when uh disgruntled uh, fellow employee uh, goes on a killing spree, you know, at the at the lab where she works. And uh, uh, several people end up dying and Georgia gets wounded. And so uh, that is sort of the trigger event for her to start reevaluating her life and thinking, you know, what, you know, I'm coming up on 40 and, you know, is this what I want to be doing? And so uh, that's the point where she reinvents herself as a private investigator. And uh, she figures she can make that move pretty quickly. She likes the idea of being her own boss. She's very independent. And uh, she has some great analytical and problem-solving skills, which she thinks she can put to use, you know, helping other people solve um, issues and find the truth and hopefully make their lives better. So uh, that's her sort of uh, backstory in a nutshell. Um, you mentioned tragedy and um the, right. the shooting, which is, I think, in your novella, right? Right. right. Uh, the prequel. Um, more tragedies sort of piled onto her, and you tell the story uh, in the first person, so you do get a clear um, view of her inner thoughts. Yeah. Uh, and I can see over the novels how the burden is starting to weigh on her more and more. Um, so outwardly, she's very confident, but inwardly, uh, I don't know, second-guessing herself, close to panic attacks having to focus on breathing. Do you think you're pushing her closer and closer to the edge? Is, is she going to snap anytime soon? <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. In in Night in Peril, she she does face another huge challenge. And and uh, uh, it's, it's very right. She, she um, there is a moment in that book where uh, she actually says, you know, she's come close to facing death before and she's always escaped. But uh, there's a scene in Night in Peril where she says to herself, not this time, not this time. I'm not going to survive this time. So, uh, you know, she, she uh, you know, is getting to that point. Uh, as you say, you know, um, she continues to attract 
of trouble, tragedy <laughs> in her life. And, uh, you know, when things are going well for her, uh, she pretty much expects that um, things will change up pretty soon. And uh, she's been right so far. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've spoken before. Uh, and the last time we spoke, you were in the process of writing this book. And you said it, or you wanted to set it in Istanbul, um, which you told me you've never been to before. So what was the sort of the reasoning to wanting to set your book in this exotic locale? Yeah, so I uh, I think it was a, a, a post-COVID thing. <laughs> I uh, had a whole bunch of places on my bucket list, so to speak, that I wanted to visit. And, and uh, Turkey, Istanbul was one of those. And of course, then COVID derailed a lot of our plans. Um, uh, even when travel started in 2022, it was so chaotic with people reporting, you know, missing flights and there was a shortage of pilots and staff and, uh, you know, flights were nightmarish. And so I decided to write this book and, and send Georgia, you know, to Istanbul so I, maybe I could live vicariously through <laughs> the country uh, through her. But Istanbul, you know, has always fascinated me because it's one of these countries that straddles, you know, both the European and the Asian side. It has a tremendously interesting history. You know, it used to be known as Constantinople, you know, during the Ottoman uh, Empire. And, uh, I'm, you know, it's got a very, very sort of different culture. It's sort of got one foot in the past and one foot in the present. And, and it's sort of this uh, in this unique geographical uh, area of the country as well. And so to me, Istanbul has always been very, very fascinating and a place that I do still intend to visit. Um, and so I thought it would be a good good locale to, to send Georgia um, because it would really take her out of the comfort zone. You know, uh, it's not, it, you know, Europe is maybe in many ways too similar to North America or you know, people that have more frequently traveled to Europe. So I wanted to put her somewhere where the culture is, you know, significantly different than what Georgia is used to. So that's why I sent her there. And uh, <laughs> it was quite a journey for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, many authors would, would argue that you can't write about uh, a location without first visiting it there and experiencing the culture. Uh, I haven't been to Istanbul myself, but I've been to Turkey. And I'm sort of uh, I want to offer you kudos because you've got, like, like you said, their culture is different. They're very different people. Right. They're very friendly. Um, and you, you definitely express that and, and show it in your book. Um, maybe without even being there, could you tell us about, about the Turkey people or the people from Turkey? Yeah. Like, like some of the, they are very friendly and they, they're, they, they question everything. They want to know everything about you. So when they meet you, you know, everybody from, you know, casual people you meet in a store to taxi drivers, you know, they start with the 90 questions, you know, where are you from? What it's like? What is the country? Do you have any brothers? Like they, 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 they want to know everything about you. And so they're, they're, they start to go down this path. And so um, sometimes North Americans, you know, are, are a little more reserved. And so, so that can be kind of a, one of the cultural nuances that you run into quite, quite, um, uh, quite quickly, but um, yeah, they are they are a very friendly uh, uh, culture, and um, you know the, the Turks like to celebrate and and you know they'd like to get together with friends and family, and and so that's really a part of their culture as well. 
And uh, yeah, so it's um, it's an interesting sort of lifestyle for people. Um, they've had a lot of uh, political issues over the past uh, number of years as well, and uh, and um, the the city has grown tremendously, particularly in the twentieth century. And uh, so it's a city of uh, I think now it's almost fifteen million people. Um, but some of the, some of the um, uh, people moving from surrounding countries, and they are bordered by seven different countries. So there's a lot of cultures from Iran and Iraq and Syria, and and uh, so you know that's sort of added to the to the mix of the culture and and sort of the diversity that one would find there. Um, uh, another thing I'm appreciating too is uh, Georgia doesn't have her support base. She really is on her own in this story. Um, so I, obviously this was an element you wanted to add to it. Yes, I, you know, it was, it was a bit of a risk because she's leaving all her familiar stuff at home, her contacts, her, you know, the, the people she has in her life as a support system back in Canada. So uh, yeah, it, it really was about uh, Georgia, uh, the, the meaningful, you know, the real uh, relationship she has with uh, Gabriella Rizzo um, her her best friend, um, and and Georgia to her it's more than a friend. It's her, it's her family and friend all wrapped up in one. And, and you know this is a woman that you know basically uh, she feels saved her because uh, she pretty much has been all alone on her you know growing up, and she she really has not had a support system uh, growing up. And so Gab is that everything for her, and uh, so by you know, um, sending her off on, you know, what was supposed to be a holiday with Gab um, and then having Gab, you know, disappear, <laughs> you know, it does create that angst for Georgia where not only her own life is in jeopardy, but she is terrified uh, that she's going to lose Gab as well, because up until now, she's pretty much lost everybody that's been important to her in her life. Um, earlier on in your in the introduction, uh, I mentioned that you were the province-wide winner of this year's Alberta Author Project Contest. I have to admit, I've never heard of this contest before. So, could you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, so it, it is interesting. There's there was this sort of um, uh, there's a there's an indie author project, and I believe it started about six years ago. And uh, and um, basically, it's a collaboration to try to get um, between authors and readers and and libraries and there were so, so many um indie authors publishing great books um but re, you know it's always a uh, you know it's always a situation where you know there's a lack of awareness of who these readers are and so this project was initiated to basically help promote um connect authors and readers through the library system so um there are a number of participating um states and provinces in North America, both Alberta and Ontario are part of this Indie Author Project and 15 of the United States states uh, also participate. So uh, what ends up, what ended up happening is authors can submit, Indie authors can submit their to participating state or provincial libraries and then they are curated and so they they're curated by the, the library journal and also by library um, editorial boards 
And out of the, the group of indie authors, there, there's a, a select group of authors that are curated and marked as curated within you know, different platforms that libraries use like Bibliotech and Access 360 and these different platforms to let libraries know that these have been vetted by um, librarians and editors and the library journal and are sort of recommended indie author books. And so uh, fortunately for me, both uh, books that I had entered through the indie author project ended up on this curated list. And then annually they Again, they select through these uh, curated lists what they believe is the best um, indie author book in that region. And right now, there's only two categories: adult and and YA. You know, so uh, it's it's not genre. So even though I write mysteries, you know, um, the other authors might write memoirs or romance or um, sci-fi. So yeah, so. Uh, it's been an interesting um, journey, and and I like the idea that um, it you know connects uh, readers and patrons of the library with indie author books. Excellent. Um, well, let's uh, promote the websites. Um, I know. Um, I think the promotion is still there. If you go to your website, are you still giving away the the prequel? Yes. Uh, as a thank you, if you uh, join your mailing list. Yes, I am. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. What's the website again? Yeah, so my website is www.alicevienia, so A-L-I-C-E-B-I-E-N-I-A.com. And as Eric said, uh, I do have Night Shift, which is the pre uh, prequel novella that, you know, starts the story with Georgia working at the lab and and uh, gives some of that backstory, her transition, and then into her first case as a PI if you sign up for my email list. Yeah. Um, do you have any upcoming events or travel plans? Um, events, not necessarily. Travel plans, yes. I'm in the process of uh, trying to finalize my travel plans for May 2024. And um, I'm uh, visiting uh, Poland, which has been on my list for a while. So I'll probably spend about two weeks there. And uh, then trying to tack on a couple of other uh, countries, uh, possibly Turkey. <laughs> and uh, so uh, I, I I do want to make it a, a fairly major trip. Uh, I'm planning on being away about six weeks uh, and trying to get caught up on some of that travel I missed during the pandemic lockdowns. Excellent. And maybe doing some research for a future uh, <laughs> Georgia travel. Or, as we were saying before, maybe she's never going to want to travel again. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I think I'm going to keep her in North America. <laughs> um, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Alice, you're the first person that I've interviewed three times. So um, I guess congratulations. And it's always Thank fun you. chatting with you. Thank um, you. And uh, I look forward to finishing the rest of your book. Oh, thank you so much, Eric. I really enjoyed uh, chatting with you as well. <laughs>